Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Today we are wrapping up the month with an important discussion, important message from the Lord. So today we are looking at intercessory prayers. Intercessory prayers. You know, the month of February has been the month of prayer. So we are looking at intercessory prayer. You know, a lot of people don't like to pray for other people. Many, many people th think that the most important prayer they have to pray is to pray for themselves. You know, selfishness have permeated. Sorry. Selfishness has permeated a lot of people's attitude. They don't think about other people. But we are called to pray for each other. Amen. Now, <clears throat> turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. Second Corinthians chapter number one. Now, I want us to read from verse number nine, but emphasis will be on verse number eleven. Second Corinthians chapter number one, from verse number nine, but emphasis will be on verse eleven. It says, "Yes, we had the sentence of death." in us that we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead so you should not even trust in yourself let alone trust in others right but we can trust in God <clears throat> who raises the dead who delivered us from so great a death and thus deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. Amen. You also helping together in prayer. So Paul here was painting the picture of intercessory prayers. Where people come together to pray for someone. Imagine we call for prayer meeting and for two hours... There's no topic to pray for anything for yourself. But to pray for people. I know what I'm saying. It is one of the most highest 
form of prayer. Yet, you know, a lot of their prayer is what they are looking for. When they go to God, they are asking God their daily bread. They are asking God for jobs. They are asking God for this and that. They are so overwhelmed with themselves that they don't even think about others. When we came for the ultimate love, we, we learned about what love truly is. And we understood that love simply means a relationship. Now, you cannot be in a relationship where you don't think about the other person. And all that you think is yourself. You see? When God is dealing with us, it's not... He, he, he's having a relationship with us because he knows that he has the best of everything that he wants to impact into us. So when God is making the effort to work with someone, it's not because he needs anything from that person. It's because he knows he has something that he can give that person to transform his or her life. That is God's motive of working with us. What do we have to give God that he doesn't have in abundance? Ask yourself. Whatever you think you have to give God, God has it in abundance. That if he really wants anything from you, he can just decide not, he doesn't even need anything from you. So you see, we are not in a position to bluff God. Amen. We are not in a position to, you know, make God think that if we are not there, then he is not God. <laughs> we are there because God is God. And whether you are there or you are not there, God is still God. Oh, are you here with me, somebody? Whether you do what you are supposed to do or you don't do what you are supposed to do, it doesn't change who God is. So sometimes when people think that without them, God stops to be God, you are just deceived. You see, allowing the devil to deceive you. Amen. So, when we know that by ourselves, we can do nothing, but it, it, it takes God for things to happen, then you realize that then my trust is completely in God. Okay? Even me, I'm not supposed to trust myself. That's what we just read. It said, we don't trust in ourselves, but we trust in God. Can you raise the dead? Have you raised the dead before? No. But we know for a fact that God has raised the dead. So now, in our dealings with one another, we draw from this inspiration. You see, Remember the last time I was teaching you? In fact, when you go back to ultimate love, ultimate love service, the reason we have relationship is so that the glory of God will be what? Will be revealed. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. When you read it, it said, the whole world should be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God even as the waters covers the sea. God wants every single one to encounter his glory through you. 
So in my relationship with people, people must see God in me. So they can be attracted. Now I'm going somewhere. The number one person who cares for everybody in this world is God. Now, you will never have any edge. Now, listen. Oh. You will never have any desire to intercede for someone, to pray for someone, if you don't care for the person. If you don't have any compassion on people, how can you spend one hour praying for people? You will not do it. Because you are old Jim, old do fearsome. You are thinking about yourself. So, if you are thinking, why should I even waste my time to pray? You say, oh, have I finished praying to God about my problems? Then, I will go and pray for you. But every day, the Bible says, Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God the Father. What is he doing? Interceding for you and I. Every day when Jesus wakes up, of course, he doesn't sleep nor slumber, but let's say every morning, his main thinking is, Father, I'm praying for Richard. Bless him. Every day, he's calling us and he's praying for us. He has never prayed about the things that he needs. He's always praying for us. Intercession. Why? Because he cares for us. First Timothy. First Timothy chapter number two. Amen. I read from verse one. First Timothy chapter two from verse one. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Did you see that? Say intercession. Say intercession. Intercession. So, intercession prayers is good in the sight of God. It's a prayers for all men. The moment you see the word for all men, it means that intercession. All the prayers Paul was talking about, thanksgiving, this, this. He said, do it for. Pray for people. Intercession prayers is what pleases God the most. But people don't know. See, if you pray for somebody to prosper and be rich, do you know what you are doing? Indirectly, God will also make you rich. Because, you see, that is your heart desire for someone. If you desire that someone should prosper and the person should be in health, when God listens to your prayers, God checks your heart and realizes that, ah, 
this my child is thinking about someone to prosper. Then let me also what? Prosper him. Are you here? Remember the prayers of Solomon. Do you remember the prayers of Solomon? Oh, praise. Are you here? Lift up your hand. Raise your head. Raise your head. I'm asking you a question. Raise your head. God went to Solomon and asked him, Solomon, ask me anything that you want. And then the prayer he prayed was that God, give me wisdom so that I can govern your people. I get him. I'm showing you the prayer that God is so happy about. Not these prayers people have been praying, you know. I, I guess what I'm saying. It's not these prayers people pray. You know, using the sword and killing. No, 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 that's not the kind of prayers God is interested. Solomon said, please give me wisdom that I can govern your people. What was the response of God to him? He said, because you didn't ask for the head of your enemies. You didn't ask for me to destroy people. But you asked me to give you wisdom to govern my people. So Lord, you have touched my heart. So for the things that you did not ask, I'll give to you. You didn't even ask for uh, riches. You don't even ask for my, your enemies. You didn't, I will give you riches. In addition to the wisdom to govern my people. Because, you see, Solomon was thinking about God's people. He was thinking about how he can, he can bring the glory of God to God's people. He was not thinking about himself. So God gave him what he did not ask for. You see, the fastest way to get what you need from God is to pray for others concerning their needs and God will take care of your needs. Amen, somebody. That is the fastest way. Hey, one hour, two hours, say, one hour away, I'm not praying for myself, I'm praying for people. Father, I pray for Akosia. She needs academic excellence, give it to her. Father, I pray for Joe. Joe needs capital for a business. Give it to him. Father, I pray for Kwame. He's sick. He needs healing. Father, heal him. One hour, you are praying for people. You see how God will do for you things you have not even opened your mouth to ask him. Because a heart that cares for other people is the same heart that God has. God is a God of compassion. He cares for people. You, you saw what we read. He said his desire is that all people will be saved. His desire is not for anybody to... See, if anybody goes into the lake of fire, know that it is not the will of God. It's never his will. I, I read a book some time ago, The Final Quest, when the man had a vision and went to hell. When he went to hell, he said, he met the Lord. He saw Jesus... And he said in the vision, he saw Jesus. He was standing there. And then people were shouting and calling, Jesus, I know I have sinned. Please forgive me and take me out of here. And do you know what Jesus was doing? He said, whilst he was looking on Jesus, thinking that Jesus could do anything to save them, 
He saw Jesus crying. He saw tears. And then he said, I didn't bring you here. See, when you get to that part, it's like there's nothing God can do again. Everything. Eternity is decided here on earth. It's not decided after earth. That's why, you know, Paul said in the book of Hebrews, it's appointed unto man to die and then after that judgment. See, when we leave this space, there's nothing else God can do. Why? 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 Because God gave this earth to man. So the decision concerning man is taken on the earth. Every decision in the realm of the spirit is not decided. That is why we preach the gospel here. And we do all the things here. So if the person misses Christ here, he has missed Christ forever. Now because if, 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 you know, the gospel has to be preached to those who have sinned and then I, nobody will be, will be lost. Everybody will be saved. His desire is for everybody to be saved. But he wants everybody to be saved here on earth. Tell your neighbor, care for others. Because that is one biggest problem with many Christians. A lot of Christians don't care for each other. Even among themselves, they don't like themselves. You'll find it in the church. You will find people gossiping more in the church than even outside the church. But if there's compassion, when I care for you, I will desire the best of God for you. The right attitude is to always think about others. Are you here with me? I, I, are you here with me? Amen. Maakaba. I want us to read a, a very important scripture. Philippians chapter 2. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's read from verse 1. Philippians chapter number 2. We read from verse number 1. It says, Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy. Now, the word mercy, eh, when you do a word study of that word mercy, it belongs to the family of compassion. It is the same Greek word that you get mercy. It's the same word you get compassion. It's the same word you get the English word pity. Having pity on someone. So mercy is simply mis- You know, there are very few words we use. And those words sorry. Those words those words sometimes are used in synonyms. But some people don't even know them. So, mercy simply means compassion or pity. Okay? Alright. So, fellows of the Spirit, if any affection 
and mercy. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. And this is where there's a lot of problem. A lot of Christians don't have the same mind. They have their own mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. This is practical Christianity. Say this is practical Christianity. This is, this is practical Christianity. Practical. Not this two by four Christianity people are doing that they, they don't care about others. All that they think is about themselves. Even when they have come to church, they are coming to church because they are looking for a job. They are looking for marriage. They are looking for this. That, that's why they are in church. They are not in church. See, you are coming to church to be built up so that you receive the tools to go out there and be a blessing to others. It's all about others. That's how God thinks. That is why he said, let us be like-minded. Why are you working? You are not working because you want to buy a house, buy a car. You see, you get all those things and realize that, no, you have, there's something more to life than just having all those things. There's something more. And that is where you know that life is not about you alone. Or, see, eh, take your children to the best schools in the world. Let them grow up to become the best people in the world. You still realize that with all the things you have, there's still something that will be missing for you to feel. And that thing that will be missing for you to feel is the other people that you are supposed to be a blessing to. Let me tell you, the moment you start thinking about others, and you bless other people, and you pray for other people, and you care for other people, every single day you'll be satisfied. You'll be fulfilled. I'm telling you, if like start practicing it, the day you start praying for others, thinking about others, caring for other people, you realize that there is an undescribable satisfaction that you cannot place a finger on. Imagine someone, okay, is going through a life and death situation. And by the grace of God, you're able to help that person come out of it. When you see that person walking and going up and down, you'll be so grateful. That is why, see, that is why me, I've, me, I've made up my mind a long time ago. That nothing will stop me from doing good. Because me, me I have a life. Me, I always say that me, the way me, I think people don't really care about me and me, I don't even bother again about it. But you see, I've come to that conclusion that even if people don't care about you, you, you cannot say you cannot care about others. And I'll give you an example. Moses. Moses. Moses in the Bible thought he was doing something because of the people. But his action caused him to see the promised land. You see, when you are doing something for God, or when you are doing something for people, 
You don't do it because the people appreciate you. Ah, if it was to be that, me like I'm a Ah, if I'm looking for the appreciation of people, I would have stopped the work of God a long time. But people, eh, pastoral work is one of the work people never appreciate you until they will get what they are looking for from you. What are you talking about? No, that's, that's, so me, I learned it way back, early, early, early in my ministry journey. That Charlie, when it comes to the work of God, you are doing it for God and to bless people. If you want to do things because people appreciate and they are clapping for you today, tomorrow will come, they will be insulting you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the, the people were saying, hey, hey, Messiah, this. They were the ones who were saying, crucify him. Did that prevent him from going to die? No. He still went to die. So it is not what people say or do to you that determines your action towards them. It is what God's will Huh? God's will to you. That is the most important thing. Am I doing it to please God? If I'm doing it to please people, then what people do to you will determine what you do. But if I'm doing it to please God, no matter what people do, it's me and God, not me and people. I get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So me, I made up my mind. I would have stopped it. Not today. Oh, we would have stopped it. Because you, you obey you, your mind obey now, then people will start be saying trash. And then you hear them. And then you wonder if it is the same people that you come and stand before them and say, God bless you. And they shout, I receive it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Moses, God gave him the Ten Commandments. When he came, the people were misbehaving. They said, ah, why are you doing it? Based on the people, he broke the commandment himself. The attitude of the people <laughs> led Moses to break the commandment God told him, go and give it to the people. So, if you are dealing with God, deal with him because it is you and God. You see, God can tell you, go and give this person this thing. As soon as you give it to this person, the person might even end up insulting you. You don't say give it back to me because the person insulted you. God said I should give it to you. As long as I've given it to you, even if you insult me, I've given it to you. My reward is from God. I, I do understand what I'm teaching you. So you don't say me, I will not do good again. I'm tired. Ah, you are tired. Then you don't understand the will of God. They don't understand the plans of God. Uh, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Me, I always say, me in every word of I have toughened my skin. It doesn't move me again. The day some of you, you get to some leadership position, you understand some of the things I talk about. When you are a leader, the, the game is different too. When you are not a leader, you think Tali, oh, you know, it's normal. Eh? When you become a leader. Upon, you will smell pepper. <laughs> you will smell pepper. No, no, no. There are some people that sit down, they don't even understand what we go through. They don't even understand. Do you know some of the things pastors go through? But they will come and they will go to church today. They are in churches. They are blessing people. God is using them. 
I remember a story of an Assemblies of God pastor that, you know, the church elders and the people wanted to pay a surprise visit. When they got there, yeah, he was the one that was sitting in the bathing tub, bathing his children, okay? And then, when you see my thing, is nothing wrong. But when they, they went, they peeped into the hall. They saw the wife cross her leg, filing her nails while the husband was bathing the children. And what made the matters worse was that she, was, she, she didn't know that the people had come. So she, she was shouting, asking the husband, what time would the food be ready? And when the people inside, she was filing her nails. And then the pastor just looked at one of the elders, looked at him, and then he said, Let me tell one. He said, This is what I live by. I've been living with this thing. But this is a charismatic pastor who will come to church. And if he doesn't tell you what he's going to, you know, if you know. But see, you have church members who don't care about their pastor. So all that the case, Charlie, I'm going to church. I must get my breakthrough today. God, let the man of God locate me and give me a prophecy. That's what they are thinking about. All they want is prophecy. All they want is, God, do mine for me. Amen. So you can search a person. Have the mind to pray for somebody. They will not do it. Because, you see, you cannot be an intercessor if you don't have the heart of love. You cannot be an intercessor if you don't have compassion. You cannot be an intercessor if you don't care for other people. For you to be an intercessor and pray for others, you must have God's kind of heart. You must have his love so that you can pray for others and care for others and think for others. When you see someone going through something, how do you feel? Do you just, oh, you know, or you feel what a person is also feeling. If we call for intercessory prayer session, you see the number of people who come. But let's title it, open door 24 hour prayer session. You see the place. Because everybody wants to open door. They want a miracle. They want something, something. They don't even care about others again. And I'm talking to you. You are a Christian. Look, cast your mind to churches. You, have, you know friends who are, who are Christians also. Today, today. How many people will just call you and just check up on you? And say, well, how are you doing? Oh, let's pray. It is well. When they call, they need something. When they call, it is something irrelevant. So please, take it from me. Make up your mind from today. That as for you, you will think about others. If people don't think about you, it's you and your God. Don't, don't be disturbed if people don't care for you. God takes care of you. I know what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday, I had, when I had my birthday, nobody called me. I was there and then um, somebody, 
I have not heard for, for a long time. She called. He said, Apostle, ah, when I woke up today, I've been thinking about you. And I started laughing. He said, ah, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. Maybe because today is my birthday, that's why you were there. I said, oh, see. And then she, she, she wished me well. We had a very long chat. And then she even sent me a seed. Now, why am I bringing this story up? After the conversation, I was thinking to myself, I said, ah, Father, why did you just do this? He said, I wanted to show you that I take care of you. This is the voice I heard from God. If nobody cares me, I care for you. This is a person that I least expected to be called. See? When God is dealing with you, he deals with you in such a way that his glory is always manifested. Nothing should stop you to care for people. No matter what they do against you. Upon, yeah, you get me? Learn from Solomon. When you think about others, God thinks about you more. The reason sometimes you are praying for money, God doesn't want to give you the money, is because you are not thinking about others. He knows that when you get the money, you want to go and buy a Rolex watch. You want to go and buy this. You want to go and get some girl who you have been targeting. Because she told you she doesn't like you because you don't have money. She said, God, give me money. God, give me money. It's like I'm going to show her. You see, as you are praying like this, you will not mind you. But change their prayers and say, Father, I want to start paying the school fees of people. Please give me money so that I can start paying school fees. I want to help women to start their businesses. Father, give me money that me. One of the things that always hurts me, if there's one thing that will hurt me, is when someone asks me for money and I'm not in that position at that moment to give the person money. It will almost, almost trigger tears. Because when you ask me something and I don't have it readily, it always pains me. So when you wake up, don't just pray. God, let my day be prosperous. Let my day be this. Let my day be this. Pray for other people. Pray for your working colleagues. See, some of your working colleagues may be crying the devil is using them against you, but I don't know. As you start praying for them, all the plans of the devil will be what? Will be destroyed. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse number 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Can we all read it together? Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 32. It says, one to go. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God 
in Christ forgave you. Did you see that? Ephesians 4.32 Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. There are some people, they have very, very strong hearts against people. Hey, no matter what, they will never give you. They have it, but they will never give. Never. Wicked hearts. Unforgiving. He said, forgiving one another. Even. So, he said, your forgiveness should be compared to how God in Christ forgave you. You know, Jesus didn't ask you the type of sin that you committed. He didn't tell you to describe it. He forgave you. See, the same way, the same way God has forgiven us in Christ, you to forgive others. Simple. Is the Lord. Come on, are you here with me in church? Because see, when you develop the heart to think about others, it will be easier for you to preach the gospel. Listen, as a church here, how many times do you think about this church? What you can do to help grow the church? You should be thinking about it. What can I do to make the church grow? How many people can I bring into the kingdom and bring them? You should be thinking, you see, a lot of us, when we close church, upon our minds to have closed. We have closed church, our minds have closed until we meet again. Then we will think about, okay, today is Friday, today is Sunday. Amen. Every day you should be thinking about others. See, no matter what, you might think you have a very terrible condition. But someone's condition is still worse than yours. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. I'm telling you, you have not seen it. That's why you think, as for you, the world is against you. But someone's condition is terrible. You there, you have some gari and stockings to eat today. Somebody hasn't eaten for one week. So don't complain about your gari and stockings. Just thank God. Father, thank you for the gari and the sugar and the water. Somebody doesn't even have money to buy common um, sachet water to drink. Can you imagine? They, 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 they don't even have the coins. The coins the coins. So, in, instead of you looking at what you have, and say, Father, look at what is left. Look at what is left. I don't have, I don't have. Say, Father, I want to thank you. Because others may not have had it the way I have it. I know what I'm saying. Yes. You know God has given you something to wear. Father, thank you for it. Maybe others don't have even this. You don't even have it. You, by the grace of God, you can go to the market and ask, how much is this shoe? How much is this bag? You, somebody the whole year, they have not even tried. They don't want to even tempt to go and ask, how much is this shoe? Because if they try, <laughs> now, the attempt to even ask it, cry is a sin to them. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Think about others. Tell your neighbor, think about others. Yeah. Look at the, the commandment, the new commandment Jesus gave us in John 13. 
John chapter number 13. John chapter number 13. And I read from verse 34. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. Can we all read verse 35 together? One to go. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, please, people don't know you to be a Christian because you like going to church. That's not the reason they know that you are following Christ or you're a child of God. No. It's when you have love for one another. It's when you care for other people. It's when you let the love of God in your heart show up. I get what I'm saying. Please be compassionate up, uh, for others. Too many Christians don't have any, any feelings, any, any desire. They don't have any pity. They are, so in, they are so full of wickedness that when they hear someone going through what he or she is going through, they say, oh, and someone he or she is the one. I mean, she should face it. Nobody asks, come on. Come on. Some people are full of judgment. They are full of wickedness, unforgiveness. No care, no compassion. Praise the Lord. Now, you want someone to die? If, if someone also wants you to die, will you be happy? If you ever found out that someone's prayer morning and evening is for you to die, will you be happy? You will never be happy. So why do you want someone to die? Why do you want people to die? So that you will live and do what? No way. At best, why don't you pray for them to repent? Why don't you pray for God to touch their heart so that they repent? Like how Jesus is doing right now. It's easy for God to just send his angels to kill every sinner. And say, you, I don't want you on earth again. I'm slaying all of you. I want all of you to die. But God is still putting up with the sinner who is walking on the street. The arm robber who just killed someone to steal his car, that arm robber one day will meet the gospel of Jesus Christ and will say, Jesus, I have received you. Forgive me my sin. And Jesus will not look at the many people that arm robber killed. And then will tell this arm robber, I have forgiven you. Today you are my child. Wow. This is so powerful. Today we have people. Hey, no matter what you do, they will laugh with you until they have misunderstanding with you. Then they will go and pick from the, from the archives and the files what you did some time ago. Huh? Have you seen this? What you did some time ago? Then they will go and bring it. They will go and pick it. And they will use it as a placard to show you. Unforgiving spirit. He says, your sin and your iniquity I will remember no more. 
When God forgives you, he throws the baby with the bath water. He cleanses you and says, Shall all the evil that you have done, I don't even remember it. God intentionally deletes it from his memory once and for all. Now you find a lot of Christians, eh, they still have in their memory something somebody did against them 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And if that person misbehaves today, they'll just go to the, they, they remember the archive number, file number 225. Some time ago you did, and they'll bring it. Say, oh, no, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, last time. So, say, yeah, yeah. Tell neighbor, learn to forgive. Oh, say, look into your neighbor's eye and say, learn to forgive. The same way your father forgave you. Eh? You see, the thing is that when, 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 the, when you mess up, you want God to forgive you. But when someone messes up with you, you don't want to forgive the person. You see, this is how practical Christianity It's not like, oh, I'm sorry, I go to church. I, I. No, no, no. That one doesn't mean anything. Coming to church is good, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, God wants you to come to church because when you come to church, you receive knowledge, truth that will help you to be transformed. But what you do with what you hear out there is what will make your coming to church meaningful or otherwise. Amen. So as we wrap up this month, please know that intercessory prayers is very important. It is a mark of a true Christian who cares for others. It's a mark of a true Christian who carries the heart of God. It is a mark of a true Christian who thinks like God. Amen. Because if you are not praying for other people, if you are, you are not caring for other people, then you cannot pray for them. Let's read our very last verse. Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. I read from verse number 1. Galatians chapter number 6, verse number 1. It says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Did you see that? In other words, if you cast anybody sinning, okay, or if someone has sinned against you, if somebody has misbehaved, please pay attention. Say, you that you are spiritual, restore the person with, with gentleness. Do you see that? Don't go and condemn the person. Yeah, the person, the person has already messed up. He knows, he or she knows that he has, there's a messing up. What you do is to Restore the person. Knowing that even you yourself, the devil can come and tempt you with the same thing that you are criticizing the other person. I get what I'm saying. So, restore the person. Forgive the person. Verse 2. Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Love one another. That is John 14 we just read. 34, 35. Love. That is a new commandment. You know, unfortunately, the people who um, want us to still be in the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, they say, oh, when Jesus said, 
if you love me, you will keep my commandment. Then what Jesus meant was the Ten Commandments. It was never the Ten Commandments. We are not obliged to keep those Ten Commandments. What we are commanded to keep, what we are commanded to do is to love one another. That's a new, that is the new covenant um, commandment, if you want to put it. Because Jesus said, a new commandment I am giving to you. He didn't say keep the Ten Commandments. He never said it anywhere. He said a new command. And the commandment is clear. Love one another. So the law of Christ is to love one another. Praise the Lord. That is why it says bear each other's burden. In other words, what your neighbor is going through. Who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is the next person. Whatever your neighbor is going through, feel it. You, somebody will just tell you um, what they are going through. And since the day they said it to you, you have not even bothered to even ask, please, how is things? Nothing. You are not bearing each other's burden. Verse 3. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own worth, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Amen. Yeah. Now, when you look at verse 9, look at verse 9. When you come, it says, look, let's take it from verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will also reap from the flesh. Corruption. But he who sows in the spirit will also reap the spirit everlasting life. Verse 9. Let's read it together. One to go. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due course, due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. And I want to add verse 10. It's very powerful. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let us do good to all. Say, let us do good to all. Let us do good to all. Not, he said, do good to everybody, but he said, especially to those who are in the household of faith. In other words, do good to everybody, regardless if the person is a Christian or not, but also do more good to those who are Christians. Right? That's what he said. Do good to all. So if um, a Muslim comes to you and a Muslim needs water, give the Muslim water to drink. Don't say he's a Muslim, so you will not give him water. No, give him water to drink. If he's a Buddhist, even if the fetish Buddhist comes and says, I need water, give the person water to drink. Praise the Lord. This is practical Christianity. It's not this kind of Christianity that, oh, because you don't attend the same church with me, I cannot help you. I don't understand where that, those things have been coming from. Because you don't share in what I believe. You don't share, you, you don't have the same, so I can't help you. I don't know where it is from. You see how the devil has been deceiving people. Amen. So please, from today, know that we are in Christ to love one another. To care for one another. That should produce intercessory prayers. Let what you ask God for yourself reduce. And let your praying for others go.
go more. Uh, you can ask Isaac. Every time when we come here to pray, I don't remember the last time I prayed for me, myself, what I'm looking for me. Every day we are praying for you. Every single day when we come here, we are praying for you. I'm being truthful to you. I don't remember the very last time that I went to God praying, God, me, Peter, I'm asking you, please give me something. I don't remember it. We're always praying for people. Even in my, my closet, I'm praying for church members. I'm praying for, we are praying. But how many church members even remember to pray for us? They don't even pray. They, even, they are praying for their jobs, their businesses, their careers. You see, you see have you seen the difference now? Uh-huh. But has it stopped us from coming to do church service? No. Because if I, I say I am angry because you have not prayed for me, so I won't come and do the work. It is me who has disobeyed God. It has nothing to do with you. Did God say I should not come because you did not pray for me? No. You see, that is why who show obi for you to do what you are supposed to do to glorify God. Amen. No matter what people say or they do, yours as a child of God is to live to glorify God. Always please God. If somebody insults you, that's why I say, don't insult back. Don't treat them back. Love them. Forgive them. Bless them. Let them know that you, you are different. And a normal circumstance, if somebody insults you, you do bad. But forgive them. Let them go. Pray. I don't know the things people say about me. I hear some. I don't even care. I've gotten to that point in my life. So first, you cannot kill me. <laughs> I don't even care what you say. Because you cannot define me. You cannot define my life. You, cannot, you don't know where I'm going. You don't know what God is doing with me. You, don't, you have no idea. All that you can talk about is today. What you can see. But what you cannot see, can you talk about? No. Eh, eh. Today you can talk, oh, we are here. We, you can, because you can see it. But if you know where I'm going, you would have shut up. But because you cannot see, you are permitted to say, talk. But remember also that when you see what God has done, you also talk about it. And because you have given yourself a job. It's always one to talk about it. Amen. So, we are going to pray briefly and initiate ourselves to the spirit of intercessory prayers. So that from today, you pray more for others. See, let me, let, look at what the Holy Spirit is telling me. See, tell them. See, let me, it's, it's a secret. If you, you see that, Charlie, you need money. Huh? Look for someone who needs money and pray for the person. I'm telling you, I've given you one big secret. The moment you need money, Charlie, look for someone who needs money. Pray that God should give the person money. And God will sort you out. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.